0: So at this time, this is an opportunity for us to cultivate metta, the quality of loving kindness. This quality of loving kindness is one of the four divine abidings of loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy and equanimity. This is a meditation object that can be of great uh, benefit and assistance to us in our practice of mental cultivation can help us to improve our minds. So this practice of loving kindness, we practice sending loving kindness to ourselves and to all beings everywhere and wish that may all beings and may ourselves, may we all be happy. And we cultivate this loving kindness to not wish harm to any being whatsoever. And along with the five precepts and uh, the Dhamma of the Brahma Viharas, the divine abidings, these take very good care of our minds and hearts. So for one who cultivates loving kindness, uh, such a individual who cultivates loving kindness, uh, sleeps well and has no bad dreams, their face is bright and radiant and they're not sad, they don't die from poison or weapons of various kinds. And when they do die, they can be reborn in the Brahma heaven realm. And they are loved by humans and loved by heavenly beings as well. This uh, this comes from cultivating loving kindness. So the mind with loving kindness does not think to harm others. And one can cultivate loving kindness to bring the mind to peace. And we can look at the example of the Lord Buddha who built loving kindness to the level of an ultimate spiritual perfection and made this parami, the spiritual perfection, made it full in his heart. And the Buddha as a bodhisattva cultivated loving kindness in many lifetimes in this way. So for us, we cultivate loving kindness in our minds in the same way that one loves oneself, one gives love to others. And one cultivates compassion, practices compassion to help others overcome suffering uh, to the best of one's ability and develops one mind to to know gratitude and to know, uh, how to repay the goodness of others as well. And this uh, meditation object of loving kindness takes very good care of our hearts for uh, Dhamma practitioners. So one uh, practices loving kindness and compassion and cultivates them in the mind at all times. And we can look at the example of the Lord Buddha who, he pacified the elephant Nalagiri using this quality of loving kindness. And this elephant Nalagiri was charging at him with great fierceness in a very uh, scary or intense way. And the Buddha was able to win over this elephant and to pacify the situation with this quality of loving kindness. So we can call loving kindness a Dhamma weapon. That's very important. And we can look at the example of a noble, enlightened disciple of the Lord Buddha at the time of the Buddha named Queen Samawadi. In Queen Samawadi, she was uh, proclaimed the foremost female lay disciple in the quality of loving kindness. And we can look at uh, some stories from the life of Queen Samawadi. For instance, uh, her fellow queen, Queen Magandia, uh, attempted to trick the king, King Udena, to whom they were both married, to trick him into thinking that Queen Samawadi wanted to uh, kill King Udena. And King Udena believed this trick and wrongly thought that Queen Samawadi attempted to kill him. So in uh, in a fit of anger, he lifted a bow and arrow and shot the arrow at Queen Samawadi in order to kill her for her perceived wrongdoing. And this arrow uh, flew towards Queen Samawadi, but then it turned into a flower and returned uh, back to King Udena and uh, as a way of Uh, worshiping or paying homage to King Udena and King Udena was shocked at this because he saw that this arrow turned into a flower and paid respect to him but an arrow has no consciousness has no soul so how could it do this so he concluded that this meant that Queen Samawadi was not guilty of trying to kill him So there, after this, King Adena apologized to Queen Samawadi. And Queen Samawadi, she, at this point, was already a stream enter her, uh, one who had realized the first stage of enlightenment in the Buddha's dispensation. And she had a, a strong faith and reverence of the Buddha. And she had a servant named uh, Lady Kajutara and every time the servant went to buy flowers, uh, Lady Kajutra would listen to the Dhamma given by the Lord Buddha. And Lady Kajutra had an excellent memory. So she was able to return to the palace and then repeat uh, the Buddha's discourse word for word uh, to the queen and to the other uh, maidservants as well. And by listening to the Dhamma, In this way, Queen Samawadhi was able to contemplate and realize uh, stream entry, realize the first stage of enlightenment. And she took the Buddha as her refuge. And looking at the story of Queen Magandhiya, why was she uh, trying to frame Queen Samawadhi for murder? And Queen Magandhiya started out as a very beautiful daughter of a brahmin family and her parents uh, one day saw the buddha walking on alms round uh, by their house and seeing the buddha they thought that the buddha looked uh, radiant and suitable to be a husband for their daughter so they offered their daughter to be um, the wife of the buddha and the buddha did not accept this offer and instead taught that all conditioned formations are not beautiful. There's something that it, that are not attractive. And listening to this brief discourse, the mother and father of Queen magandia were able to realize the third stage of enlightenment, Anagami non-returner. However, for Queen magandia she felt uh, personally insulted by this uh, series of events and uh, took up a grudge against the Buddha and felt very vengeful towards the Buddha. And this is something that, uh, something that the Buddha had to have occur. So after the Buddha refused to take Queen Magandhya as a wife, then the mother and father gave their daughter Magandhya to King Udena. And Queen Magandia, seeing that Queen Samawadi was a faithful disciple of the Buddha, decided to try to act out her revenge on Queen Samawadi and her retinue. So, on this first occasion, she did not succeed in destroying Queen Samawadi, but on a later occasion, when Queen Samawadi and her 500 maidservants entered their palace then Queen Magandia had a fire lit to burn that very palace and as the fire uh, swept across the building and engulfed that palace the Queen Samawadi and her 500 maidservants saw clearly that death was coming to them there was no escape from this uh, situation that they found themselves in And on this occasion, occasion, Queen Samawadhi gave a brief Dhamma teaching that it would not be an easy matter, even with the knowledge of a Buddha, to determine exactly the number of times that our bodies have thus been burnt by fire as we have passed from birth to birth in the beginningless round of existence. Therefore be heedful. And Queen Samawadi and her retinue uh, indeed were heedful and they were all able to realize various levels of enlightenment according to their internal development. And for Queen Samawadi, she was able to realize uh, once returner or even non-returner on this occasion as well, because they could see the danger of death and fire was coming for them. And so they were able to let go of worry for their bodies and realize that they must die at this time. So they're able to contemplate and raise the quality of their minds. And we can ask what was the Kama, what was the action that Queen Samawadi and her maidservants did in the past in order to uh, be burnt to death in this way. So in a past life, Queen Samawadi was uh, a queen at another time and she and her, in the same group of maidservants, they all went to bathe in a river and the water was uh, cold. And so uh, Queen Samawadi felt cold and asked her maidservants to light a fire and to burn some bushes for heat. And in those very bushes, uh, they did not realize that there was a Pachekabuddha. Buddha an independent Buddha uh, sitting in meditation, sitting in the attainment of cessation, a very deep uh, state of samadhi in that very spot. So after the fire was lit and had been burnt, the queen was shocked to see that the Pachika Buddha was sitting there and she was uh, worried about this, that she would that people would find fault with her, especially because the Pacheca Buddha was the teacher of the King at that time. So the queen decided to, um, attempt to kill the Pacheca Buddha and burn him completely to death. Um, So they attempted to do this and tried to burn him to death. And in this way, where, and this was a wrongdoing, this is where they uh, committed wrong. So the result of this karma, and the Pacheka Buddha did not die from this due to his attainment of deep samadhi. Um, and then after this lifetime due to the karma of attempting to burn and kill the Pacheka Buddha, the queen and her retinue were born into a state of hell, of great torture. And in her last, or in her life as Queen Samawadi, she still had uh, karmic results from this action that still had to ripen. And though her body could be burnt and killed, her heart and the heart of her maidservants uh, could not be burned, were not burnable. And she and her maidservants all got reborn as heavenly beings and later on inevitably destined, uh, guaranteed to realize full enlightenment. And Queen Samawadi had such great metta that we can see even when King Udena attempted to kill her that the arrow was not able to harm her. So for ourselves, we practice to develop loving kindness and our minds can become cool and at ease, uh, free from wishes of harm free from ill will and free from anger. And this anger, this dosa, this aversion, is something that grabs hold of the mind. So one must practice in order to overcome it, practice having loving kindness, compassion, and sympathetic joy. One practices to build goodness and to rejoice in the goodness of those around oneself Uh, which we call uh, practicing to anamodana each other. So we can rejoice in each other's goodness, for instance, the goodness that we do through uh, meditation practice, through mental cultivation. So one practices to do goodness, and in the beginning there is kilesa, there there is defilement there. And um, the quality of samadhi and contemplation are not, strong enough in order to let go of these kilesas. Uh, and there's a sense of self and a sense of conceit there. And uh, and this is natural. In the beginning, one uses the sense of self and the beginning of the path. However, later one must put down this same sense of self. And one practices not to be Not to be strict and hard with others or not to be not to be hard on others, but to be hard on oneself to practice and uh, Have oneself practice generosity morality and concentration and to, for instance, uh, sit for a long period of time or walk for a long period of time and to uh, work with the feelings of pain that can come up in the body and to uh, fight with oneself in this way. And this is a skillful means to use wirya, use effort, and to be intent. And this is how the great teachers, the jhans have taught uh, using this uh, this way of practice. And there's a story of Lumpu Cha uh, teaching one monk who came one monk who wanted to come stay at Wat Nong Pa Pong Lung Cha's monastery. And Lung Cha took a candle and brought it up to the face of this monk and to look at the personality type and look at the character of this monk. And Lung Cha said to this monk, he said, oh, so this face wants to be in Wat Nong Pa Pong, huh? And this monk was very taken aback by Lung Cha's statement. Lumpu Cha was insulting, was looking down on this monk and asking, oh, is this is this monk really capable of making it here? Can he really survive here? And later on, this same monk, he, uh, and this this basically came true, what Lumpu Cha said, like this monk thought that uh, he wanted to uh, disrobe and didn't, See that he could continue to live as a monk and thought it would be better uh, to be a layperson. And at this time, the teaching of Lumpu Cha entered into his mind firmly, and um, he remembered Lumpu Cha saying, Oh, so this face wants to be in Wat Nong Papong, huh? And really felt like Lumpu Cha was saying that he couldn't uh, survive at Wat Nong Papong. So this monk felt that, oh, I really want to survive. I really want to make it. I really want to be able to do this. And this monk was able to achieve this and he is still a monk up until the present day. And he was able to uh, keep on being a monk because of this very teaching, because Lumpu Cha insulted and looked down on him from the very beginning. And this is a special teaching method of uh what we call in thai the mother father great teacher the mother father Krubajan. so for ourselves we practice to cut off that which is unwholesome in our hearts and to cultivate that which is wholesome we practice chanting sitting in meditation and if one feels in pain or discomfort then one continues to practice cultivating the mind, practicing patient endurance and doing the meditation practice. And this is uh, building value, building uh, something that's very important and useful for oneself. So today is the Uposatha day. It's the day of virtue. It's a day to observe the five or the eight precepts So may you be uh, firm in heedfulness in this life, seeing that we are born just temporarily into this world. We come and then we go. So may you build goodness. May you build a store of goodness that you may uh, put aside as as a fund of a wealth of goodness for oneself. May you grow in Dhamma, may you grow in blessings.